Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It is a brand new edition of Flyers Daily, a Monday edition. We are back starting today, by the way, to five days a week. I know it says Flyers Daily. We'll get to daily. That'll that'll come with the regular season. But we're back to five days a week. We have great conversations all week long with players and members of management of the Philadelphia Flyers. This training camp continues, but it is Monday, and that means one thing. Mondays with Meltzer, as Harry Callis would say, Mondays with Meltzer. Uh, joining us from NHL.com, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, and HockeyBuzz.com, it is Bill Meltzer. Did Harry uh, Callis ever say your name, Bill? I wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will, you know, would love to hear the my, you know, my edition of a uh, Mickey Morandini. You know, yeah. <laughs> not any syllables, but still. Yeah, he always managed to add a couple of extra syllables in Danny, like even Kim Baptiste, you know, it's great. Um, but we digress. Training camp is underway, Bill, and I, it's been awesome. I've just been so happy the game's back on the ice from the rookie games a week ago to the opening of rookie camp and then training camp. All players accounted for Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson back on the ice. So many storylines, new guys like Mark Stahl and on the back end with Sean Walker and young guys trying to make their way. Some guys, it's not guaranteed if you're Wade Allison or Tanner Lazinski. Boy, there's a ton of storylines to choose from. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's the competition is all, you know, players are aware of the competition that's around them. You know, every single camp, they'll say, you know, players are going to have to earn their ice time and whatnot. But that, that, that is, that is the case here. There's so many jobs up for grabs um even if it's not roster spots in some cases it, it's ice time and and the special teams time and that's you know i mean that that's where play you know, that's where players want to be in the lineup so i i think that um now the scrimmages are done you know you and you don't even you don't look at preseason record either but you want to see the team get better each successive day heading into the, the form right yeah for sure and 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 go into the season looking ready to play. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that because of the amount of skating and the number of scrimmages, I wouldn't be shocked if the legs are take a little time to get going this heavy. week. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll be a little, be a little heavy on going in it. And I mean, listen, during the season, you're not scrimmaging like they, like they did, you know, mm-hmm. one, uh, one group of players each day scrimmaging twice. You know, you, it's not, it's not, that's not the way it is in the season. So, but part of the things is like, um, you know, you're, you're getting the de- getting through the dead leg stage. Um, and, and hopefully it'll pay off in conditioning later in the season. Um, yeah. so, you know, you're not, you're not looking for stats or, or results necessarily, but you do want to see the continual improvement as, as you head towards the open. So now that's the phase we're moving into. Yeah, that's what we're targeting. Bill, when will the first, cuts per se be um will it be you know the first preseason games coming up tonight against new jersey it's an off day for the players on tuesday will that be the first day we start seeing players sent back to junior and, and those kind of things uh, i think so you'll see them pretty quickly uh if not not tuesday then thursday you can see a lot of cuts yeah um whoever might not be you know playing the game against the islanders i i think they'll start you'll start seeing large numbers of cuts or you know or they they could dribbling a few at a time and, and steadily, but I, but they're not going to, you know, it's a relatively quick turnaround this preseason. Um, yeah. Sometimes it seems to be spread out over a little longer period of time. Um, it's the, you know, the two of the, two of the six games are the next 72 hours. 
So they're you're going to see the, the roster start being reduced pretty quickly. And then there then there's AHL camp, and there'll be a lot of guys sent to that too. So I, I think that uh, you know the the three groups and the the, the large numbers. Uh, I think we're we're moving to the next stage now. Bill, you know, looking at the game tonight against the Devils, I just want to caution people: don't look in too much to who's in the lineup and who's not. Some guys are getting rewarded for the rookie game; they're going to get to put on an NHL jersey and jump onto an NHL rules and regulation sheet of ice against New Jersey, and they know full well they're not going to be here this year. Whether you know it's players that are going to get sent back to junior immediately that are in their first NHL camp, or guys that maybe have been around a little while but have provided good service while they're here. So you can't look at too much into it. But it does look like Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson, they want to get them into a game right away. I know the players, both of them want to get into a game, and for a couple of reasons. One, they haven't played one in a long time. And B, to know that they can take contact from an opposition, get through it, and check that box. Yeah, that, that, just just mentally. Just mentally. Just uh, to get over the hurdle of being in a game. Um, you know, even – even in a, a scrimmage kind of environment, you're competing, and, and there, there's, uh, you know, a degree of physicality or whatever in in, in a scrimmage, but it's just different. The, you're against the team in different uniforms in a visiting building. You know, maybe it's not the most energetic environment you'll you'll find during the season, but it, but still, it, it feels more like a game. And you go through there, you get hit a few times. You know, it, it, it's more it's a better test. And so you get through that, get over that hurdle. And then, you know, you can move on with your preparations from there and just uh, not have it hanging over your head. Yeah. You put it behind you. Now you can move forward and prepare for the season. Like you would any other season because that box is checked. Bill, let's talk about the notion of competition. You just brought it up and it's a big element of this camp. It's something I talked about on the opening shift uh, two days ago. And let's start at the forward position. John Tortorella discussed something pretty interesting yesterday. You know, if Sean Couturier is back and playing well and all of that stuff, and you have Noah Cates at the center position, where does Morgan Frost fit into that? Now, it's a good problem to have because you have two guys in Cates and Couturier who are obviously 200-foot players, have some offensive upside. I mean, Couturier scored 76 points twice in his career. And, and Kate, I think there's more to be found there from an offensive standpoint. Um, but when you look at the, you know, the competition up front, the, the one line I think there's no competition on is the fourth line. Yeah. They've looked great. Garnet Hathaway, Nick Delarier, and Ryan Paling have looked great. But the other three lines, there's a lot up for grabs there. So, so how does it kind of need to play out? You know, with guys like Allison, Lazinski, and even Morgan Frost, if if Couturier is healthy, how do they deploy these three centers as their top nine? Well, yeah. Well, you know, Kevin Hayes played a big part last year. Kevin Hayes is gone, yeah. um, so Couturier will will step back into the top nine. I don't, I don't think it should. It will at least a start, right? Maybe you get him a little bit though as he works his way back in too. Yeah, for for sure. And that you you can spread the minutes around a little bit. Uh, yeah. Case, for example, showed he can handle tough matchups. Um, you know, I I think there'll be competition for power play time. And there should be. There should be because back-to-back years, the Flyers have had the lowest-rated power play in the NHL. There should be competition uh, for time. Um, I don't think it's going to play. That's going to play itself out right away. But um, but I but I do think that uh, there will be competition for for minutes and usage and that kind of thing. I mean, listen, you know, <laughs> uh, 
Frost led the Flyers in scoring the, the final two thirds of the season. That's the last fifty five games. That's that's not a small sample. I I know you know I know Torts wants to keep him motivated, keep him feeling like he's playing for his job. You know, he still is proving himself. He, you know, he wants to do that over a full season. You know, I I think it's legging on a big thick act like he's playing for a job on the team. But yeah, you know, he's he's not going through waivers. You know, so I uh, you know, I, but but I get it. I get it. Um, you know, you don't want anybody to be too comfortable. And yeah. you know, for yeah, and, and but I mean, but but I think that that is your top nine as to whether your second line is Cates' line or your second line is Frost's line. I think to some extent it'll it'll vary by the game, by the matchup, by how it's going on a particular night. And that's really kind of how it should go. Um, they So far, the lines have been, again, they haven't even played a game yet, but they, they've looked at the same lines. These, these are the same guys that were practicing together even before there were no coaches on the ice. You know, uh, they, they want to get a tip, look at Tippett on his off wing. I have him with Couturier and, and Konechny. Konechny will not play uh, on Monday. That's already known because he, he's uh, he missed Sunday and apparently he's, he's nursing something fairly minor, um, hopefully. Um, but they, they were together um, and probably will get a longer look at them as soon as uh, Konechny's back in the lineup. Uh, you have Farabee, Ross, and Atkinson has been a line. And that's a line that could stay together for a while, even heading into the season. And then you have uh, Lawton, Cades, and Forster. And, um, you know, whether whether that's what you go into the season with or, you know, or go back to at a certain point, um, you know, I, I mean, they're viable lines. And then the fourth line, uh, which I agree with you, seems pretty well settled heading in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh unless a guy like Lazinski or Allison changes the plan and they, they maybe move in, somebody moves down or you move guys around, but there, there you have DeLaurier and Paling and Hathaway and Hathaway is, uh, I Hathaway is a real Hathaway already looks like a really nice addition to the team. Um, he'll kill penalties. You know, he, <laughs> he's a pain in the neck to play against. Whenever you played, whenever you played Washington, he's a guy you're always cursing at out there. Right. And and now, but he's a guy you love to have on your side, and is a really good guy and a leader off the ice too. Yeah, um, he's one of those guys who just will bring a lot to a hockey team. Um, that's that's a pretty pretty viable starting twelve, and but you'll see movement within that. And then you have guys like Allison pushing for for time, and then you have a, a you know you have a guy like Lazinski who really struggled. To, uh, to prove himself to John Tortorella last year and his bat is in an uphill battle and he could face waivers. But, you know, but he could, so he could have a say in that. If he does really well in the actual preseason games here and, and practices well in between, you know, maybe he goes maybe he goes from the bubble to in the lineup. You know, those, those, those opportunities are there for those guys. And, you know, real quick on defense, they're – they they could go immediately with younger guys, or you could open the year with a more veteran look and then adjust as the season goes along and give some opportunities. Um, you know, any, anything is possible. Um, so I'm really I'm really curious to see how the a who's in the lineup, but also be how the defense pairings yeah. shake out heading in. I, I think an interesting thing when it comes to the D 
is you have this this one issue that lingers for me. You know, Tort said the other day that Mark Stahl wasn't going to play every game. He's been fully transparent about that with him, and he's not going to get in the way of any of the young kids coming up and and cutting their teeth in the NHL. And Walker, the probably to the same extent. You know, Walker's a, a much younger version of Justin Bryant. He's twenty eight, but you do want those guys to play because if you are going to flip them at the deadline, they need to be playing. And yeah. so, so that's part of the equation as well. So maybe that's something more kids that are reserved for the back end of the season on the blue line, you know, maybe a little bit here and there, you know, through November and December. But when you get to the deadline, you're going to want to play them leading up to it to show they can play. And then when, if you, when, and if you do move them, then you obviously open up a spot for, a young player to, to step into that. Um, what are your thoughts on Travis Sanheim looking for a big bounce back here, Bill? Um, he said he's had great conversations with John Tortorella. They're being very open with each other, taking the relationship to the next level. Kind of the things that we talked that they needed to do yeah. to start this camp. And that process began over the summer, um, but, but playing on the right side, you know, this is a situation Travis has played a little bit on the right side, but when you're looking for a bounce back, do you want to add the variable of playing on your offside? It, ideally, no. Offensively, um, it helps him. I, I was going to say, he's actually, yep. you, you, and you go back to his junior days with the Calgary Hitmen, where he played a, where he played a lot of right, played yep. the right side a lot. Um, he actually produces better offense uh, on on his offside. Uh, defensively, however, it's easier in his natural side, and that that, that comes. And, and there, there are guys who play their offside just fine. Um, you know, the, the issue of exposing the puck over the middle uh, on your offside, um, that, that can be an issue sometimes because you you think too long and all of a sudden the puck's off your stick and, and it's in the slot, right? If you're, if you're on the side of the boards, um, you have a, a, a little more chance at a recovery. Um, your backhand plays yeah. a part in that as and, well. Yeah, they play, playing the puck up the walls too. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're, if you're on your natural side, that's a little bit easier than playing it off your backhand. Um so the, you know, the, there there are those potential issues in there. Um, uh, but I mean, I, ideally, you want the player as comfortable as possible. Um, they they want to give Cam York the opportunity to play on his to play on his natural side. He's had he's played some obviously lefty in his NHL career so far, but because a lot of times they put him up top with Ivan Provorov for stretches. And, and Provorov could only play the left side. He's not com- wasn't comfortable on the right, so that meant that York had to adapt to the other side. Um, I, I want to see an extended extended stretch of, of York on the left. See how that goes. It, it opens some pairing possibilities. Maybe maybe even at times, although it's not to me an ideal pairing, but maybe even at times with Sandheim. Um, I right now right now he's been with Ristolainen, and I could see that being what they start with. Um, We'll we'll see how that gels together, but I but I think with Sandheim, I think whatever whichever side he's on, um, whether you call it the first pairing or the second pairing, they need Travis Sandheim to play at the level he did season before last, when he won the Barry Ashby Trophy on, on merit. They need a bounce back to that level, and offensively, there's a great opportunity here. Um, you know, Sandheim has had a couple thirty plus point seasons in the NHL. They need they need that version of them too, because um, they they really need to create some offense from the back end. And with the wheels he has and his ability to jump into the rush, 
They need him. They need him doing that with confidence and consistency. Um, if that were to, if that falls into place, then suddenly the blue line picture to me looks significantly brighter than 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 if he struggles. It's important that he and John Tortorella get on the same page. It seems like they they've made efforts to to work towards that. Um, Proof will be Saturday, in the pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but 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 we'll see how we'll see how it actually goes when the when the games start and. They're they're gonna need minutes from him, you know. They're they're gonna need, I'd say, tw- at least twenty two minutes a night out of him, and, and and it's gonna be a little bit by committee as to who gets the tough matchups. Again, it's gonna depend on the night how it's going, who the opponent is, but but at any night, any opponent, Travis Sanheim by necessity is gonna have to be a crucial part of that. So to me, to me, he's one of the most important guys on the team. Anyway, you slice it. Totally agree. Um, we did learn something on Saturday that Rasmus Ristolainen had military duty this summer. Um, he had eight weeks, I guess, of military duty in Finland. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's a requirement in Finland. I didn't know that, but and Tord said he's a little behind because of that, because it it, it did affect yeah. his off-season preparation and training. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Him with Cam York, though, that seems to make good sense to me, provided. Rasmus yes. and plays with the structure he did last year. Yeah, that 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 version of Ristolainen. Um, you know, last year he had fewer hits, but he had fewer mistakes too. Yeah, um, yeah, he's still plenty physical. He still blocks shots, but he he was out of position much less often than when he was running around trying to take everyone's head off. Um, so I I think that that picking up where he left off after a tough start last year. And he was another one who kind of got off with the wrong foot with Torts um, yeah. and was scratched early in the season. Um, you know, was, there weren't very, there, there wasn't very much praise thrown his way, even as he started to turn around. Well, he was better tonight than that he's been. Yeah. Um, and, and then it got to the point where I think there was a comfort level. So I, I think, again, they need to get to that fairly quickly. I, I agree with you. He can't take a backward step. And then, you know, then your top four is a little bit more or less set. Uh, I feel more comfortable um, with that as your top four if they're playing well than trying to extend Walker or making making Sealer play the other side. So, I, you know, I, I there's there's just so much so much to be proven. But I mean, you know, actually actually Ristolainen's ice time was down a little bit last year. His career ice time. Uh, Jason is ridiculous. He's, like he, he's still for his career, he's averaged like 23 minutes a night. And last yeah. last season, he was about 19 plus, which I think is in an ideal world the, the, about where you want him. Um, I think he's going to be more high time again this year, 20, 20 plus minutes again. Um, and, and he just has to play with the structure he did last season, you know, and that's a, that's a crucial thing for him and for the team too. Um, you know, I think one positive um, early in camp, the, this time already in camp last year, Torts had, had halted a practice. To, uh, he wasn't liking how they were defending out of the corners and not taking the middle away. And that was a point of emphasis all season last year. Um, it's going to be an emphasis in, in camp too. But there was improvement over the course of last season, even though the goals, again, still need to get better. Yeah. But a little bit of the, some of the structure stuff got better as the season went along. Um, again, you can't take a step backwards in that. No matter what your numbers are, you need to keep moving forwards in it. And to me, you know, Ristolainen is almost the poster child for that, play, playing within yourself. Yeah. 
that not chasing plays and taking yourself yeah. out of out of your position, out of structure. You do that, and all of a sudden, guys are looking up, going, "Oh, I got to cover for him now. Now um, I got double problems." Um, let's take the theme of competition to the crease now, uh, because you've got in camp. Bjarnason's here. He's going to get sent back to juniors. He knows that. Uh, he's been attached to Carter Harp's hip, hip by the way. Uh, you've got, um, obviously, Cal Peterson, who's trying to resurrect his career. in Great glove save this weekend on Scott Lawton in the slot. You've got Sam Harrison extended to that contract. Felix Sandstrom, who we saw last year, just maybe that one bad goal a game or one that you'd like to have back, you know, on a few too many occasions. And, you know, how does this play out? This is really interesting dynamic because if you're rebuilding Cal Peterson, you want him to play. Carter Hart's your starter. There's no doubt about that. And he's going to want to carry as, as many games as he can. And then Erson is a young goaltender who got, you know, a taste last year, but needs to play a bit. Felix Sandstrom, where does he fit in this equation? He's not waiver exempt. Yeah. You know, how does this all play? I mean, I guess preseason is going to help determine this to some extent, but boy, this is a befuddling equation to kind of figure out, trying to reverse engineer it. It, it, it really is. Um, you know, part of the – there's all there's always a cap piece of it too. The mm. thing is that even if even if Peterson were to go down to the Phantoms, and, and truthfully um, – and he's, he's had some good moments already in camp, but I, I think that uh, – you know, he has a lot uh, coming off the last two seasons. There still is, is a lot for Peterson to prove. That just is what it is. Um, given his cap hit and the fact that, you know, he signed for two more years here. I, I He's not a guy I even worry about being claimed off of waivers. His cap hit is such that nobody, no one would claim him. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and Urson is still waiver exempt for one more year. So that, that, that to me doesn't really enter into the equation except with Sandstrom. Um, last year, the Flyers resisted trying, you know, trying to get him through waivers. Um, this year, I don't know. This year, I don't know. This this year, I think he, given given the amount of depth of the position, I mean, right now it's not a bad thing to have a situation where you have four goalies in camp who all have varying degrees of NHL experience. You don't often have that. Yeah. Um, uh, if they could get him through waivers and, and go to the Phantoms and share time with, with the, whether it's Peterson or whether it's Urson, that'd be nice. And you'd have another option too, as injuries might happen during the season, but goal, goalie injuries happen around the league and you know, you, whatever happens, happens. I, I think that this year, the Flyers very well may risk um, the waivers on him and it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, Right now, I, I would still say Urson has the better shot than, than Peterson and sort of Sandstrom of, of opening the season in the NHL. Uh, give Peterson the, the 1A job. Uh, you have been more of a veteran presence, too. Last year, Urson played a lot of minutes. I mean, yeah. almost, almost, too many, yeah. almost, almost too many minutes, actually. Yeah. He, yeah, he played – Something ridiculous. It was almost a thousand minutes when they'd ever played in Sweden before. I mean, he just yeah, uh, Grosnick being hurt, Troy Grosnick that really heaped that, a big workload on him. Yeah, yeah. He he ended up he ended up starting pretty much every game, and you get to the playoffs where they had the best of three series, and they had they had to turn around in game three with him. Um, nothing against Nolan Mayer, who's a 
Myers is a good young goalie. And uh, I think he might actually see some, some a little more AHL time this year, depending on how the other, you know, how the the other situation might work out. So they, like Sancho getting claimed off of waivers. So he might see some time with the Phantoms as the backup. But I mean, Erson showed last year that he can start in the American League, can handle it. He, he uh, showed promise in the NHL. His first batch of starts were all really good. Um, you know, and, and there was some adversity in there too. You always want to see. You always want to see how they handle a little bit of verse. Every player, really, but especially goalies. Yeah, and, the and mental it, aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I thought when adversity hit, he was handled really well, even yeah. from his first start. His first start, he you know he was pulled and he had to go back in, and he really he came back in and played really well. Uh, when when there was a bad goal or a bad game, he put it behind him and moved for like exactly the mentality you want to see in any goalie, but especially a young one. Yeah. Um, now, if it gets to a point where Hart is just playing a lot of games, and a, you know, and you need, you know, you need to get the, the kids some games, then then you could switch places. You you could, you know, it could be an ongoing evaluation too, be, yeah. because of the because of the waivers or or the exemption in his case. You could send him up and down as you need. Um, and you know, there's no recall waivers. So you want to call Peterson back up, and he clears waivers. You could. You could flip flop throughout the season, and and they could all get games, and maybe even, you know, maybe even Sanchez gets you some games too. The one thing, the one thing that that uh, and Danny Breer made this clear, right from the opening uh, press conference, is uh, Carter Hart. As long as he's healthy, he's your number one goalie. Yeah, and and he'll, you know, he'll play accordingly, which is, you no, know, not not a surprise, yeah. and deserved and earned. So really, it's kind of a, a battle for number two, and the the Phantoms number one. Yeah, and Carter's looked very sharp in camp as well. Um, we don't want to forget about him. Last guy to talk about Bill. You know, we talked about Wade Allison and Tanner Lazinski and where's a spot? How to could it break for them? And another guy in that same vein on the blue line is Igor Zamula. You know, Igor is a guy that you know he needed to put more muscle on his body, and then. He got COVID and lost weight, right? And yeah. he's had some bad circumstance. He was with the Flyers last year. They set him down because I guess the term was he was a little overwhelmed at the NHL level. He wasn't ready for it. You know, he's a player that would have to go through waivers, you know. But do the, does the numbers game here make it really difficult for Igor Zamula at this point? Well, he, because he had the injury. Last yeah. year, the end of the year, and and he had surgery in April. I think that makes it even no favors. Yep. Yeah, I mean it just it delays your off season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's uh, it, it's hard. It's, it's very challenging. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, he's one of those guys. Some organization might really like him, and and if you try to get him through waivers, he certainly has the feet of an NHL defenseman. Good attitude, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you might it might be taking a might be taking a, a significant risk if you do wave him. On the on the flip side of that is that he, he needs to play. He needs to show he can play. And yeah, he can't be a, a healthy scratch. Yeah, and, and you're not developing him at this point in the American League. He, he's played for a while in the AHL, and you know he's a pretty good AHL defenseman. So yep. he's either got to sink or swim, I think, in the NHL. Um, and you want to see if he can be a, a top six in the NHL. 
And again, the only the only way to do that is to play. And but coming off the injury, I think he needs some patience here too. I, yeah. I think that the, you know, I I think that he might look very different in January than he does in the early going when he's first playing. Um, and and there's there's the competition. I mean, there's there's Walker, and the guy flying under the radar is Mete because yeah, in his career he's played a lot more NHL than than AHL, mm-hmm. and um. He came in the league pretty highly touted, and now it hasn't really panned out as hoped. He's bounced around a little bit so far. Had some injuries. But he's, had, he's had a lot. I mean, he didn't play at all in the second half of last year when he was with yeah. Toronto. He missed half the season. And actually, he got he got cleared the same day that Atkinson and Couturier did, right before mm-hmm. camp started. Um, but you know, you know that he has great wheels. And although in the NHL his offense hasn't matched up to what it people thought it would be coming out of junior hockey. I, I go back to that Flyers Montreal series in 2020 and he had a two assist game in that series. And he was a threat because he, because just how well he wheels the puck up the ice. Flyers have been looking for, have been looking for that element there too. Um, now, you know, he's on a one year prove it deal. It's a one year minimum contract kind of prove it. deal. So it's not like you have a, a big investment in them. It's more of a reclamation project. But so, but so, it's pressure. It's pressure, and it's competition for a spot. And if one of the young guys doesn't earn it, he's an op- he's an option that you have. If maybe is your number seven guy. Um, then, the, then there's also the question, Jason: of Do they carry seven, or do they carry carry eight? Depending on, you know, sometimes for the road trip, you call for a road trip, you'll call up an extra guy. So I, I think that really it's going to be an ongoing competition. And and I agree with you also. There are guys I think you're more likely to see in the back end of the season. Yeah. Um, like by the second half of the season, I hope Adder gets into some games, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, even if Andre doesn't start the season in the NHL, again, maybe in, sometime in November you call him up. Um, Yinning is, uh, is, is, is a threat to come up at some point. You're looking for more of the defensive defenseman kind of, you know, kind of player. So it's, it's ongoing. And, uh, one thing, one thing that 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 I think does need to be said, and be said for every position, the season looks very different as it moves along than it looks in camp. Yeah, um, the guys playing well right now might not be playing well midseason. Other guys who maybe had an okay camp um, take take a big step over the season. Jennings being an example of that last season. Yeah. So uh, I think that no one, no one can or should get too comfortable as as they move in here. Well, that's a great place to wrap up right there because it kind of takes us right back to full circle. You know, there's a lot of storylines here. And to your point, Bill, they're going to be going on all season long. I think some of these are going to be variables that we'll be continuing to talk about throughout this season. And it's not a bad thing when you have guys pushing to get to the NHL and you got to make these decisions. That's a good thing. Uh, that's where they need to be and that's what they need to do and, and have guys earn it. So we'll see how that plays out. Rebuild's work. PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. Flyers, Devils tonight. We'll recap it in tomorrow's episode. Plus, we'll probably bring you, I think Scott Lawton will be our guest in tomorrow's episode. So join us then on a brand new episode of Flyers Dale. Got a devil's in my mind. Got a devil.